This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, hit us with a like and a comment as well. Now, Pat P, let's get to our show. Let's get it. Now it's time for our school check-in. <laughs> time to check in. School check-in. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, unfortunately, our very own Patrick Peterson. Got hit with the COVID. The big. Yes, the yes, yes, yes. Wasn't able to participate in the ball game against the Detroit Lions. And old man, they missed him a lot. They missed him a lot. But Pat P, you look pretty good. How you feeling? First of all, Mac, I want to say happy birthday to my youngest daughter, Parker. Ava. Mm-hmm. She just made two today. Uh, so I had an opportunity to celebrate my baby's birthday. Uh, she loved Coco Miller, so I was I was Coco Miller today in a uh, in a blow up. <laughs> ah, that's what's so, up. Yeah, so my day my day was awesome. I had a little breakfast, breakfast, uh, uh, breakfast, uh, birthday breakfast with her. Mm-hmm. Had a lunch. I put a little bounce house downstairs because I'm still you know quarantining. So we we had a little bounce house downstairs, a little cake, a little dance hall, a little paint station for. Mm-hmm. We, we did a little um, a P two birthday for my girl. Were you were you yeah. on a DJ booth? Because you know you think you're a DJ. Yeah, and I didn't do the DJ booth this year, but last year I did. This year yeah. I was not on the DJ this year because we didn't have many people. It was just the four of us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. no need for Daddy <laughs> to get on the on the uh, on the ones and twos. Um, but yeah, back to the game. Uh, score check in. Um, you know, I felt good. I, mean, I feel I feel normal. You know, just you know, just got to continue to to follow the the protocol by you know getting tested and hopefully. I can get a negative test here pretty soon. Yeah. How close were you to playing uh, this past Sunday in Detroit? Yeah, I was very close, um, you know, of playing. You know, the plan was to obviously get a negative test Saturday, um, fly out, you know, Sunday morning, whatever the case may be, um, to get suited up for the game. But I think it was yeah, Saturday morning I got the call from, um, you know, our people, um, uh, Suge, saying that I had a, a – um, I can't remember what they called it, but it was like a partially false and a partially negative test. Wow, I never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, because uh, it's a PCR, so it's all about the numbers. Gotcha. Okay. I ran the numbers, and I was just on the borderline of you know passing it, what uh, passing it and failing it. So it was like they couldn't detect it or whatever. And they ran the test again, and it was negative. But I guess since I got the first, you know, I think it was called uh, presumption positive, I believe, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, I got the presumption positive, positive, then they ran the test again, they came negative. But since I got the presumption positive first, I wasn't able, I was that made me ineligible to play, which broke my heart because, you know, I was, you know, had all intentions of playing Sunday, but 
you know, obviously things didn't work out. Yeah. So will you be good this Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers? I hope. <laughs> you know, I hope I'm uh, going to be good. You know, I took another PCR this morning. Uh, we got to wait to see what the results want to say in the morning. So hopefully tomorrow, you know, the, the test comes back negative. Now I take a you know a rapid test and be able yeah. to get back in the building tomorrow. So, so you got to get you got to get two negative tests. Yes, I have to get two negative tests before I am able to enter the building. So hopefully the test I took this morning is negative. Yeah, I take the rapid test tomorrow and hopefully that could be negative, too, so I can um, get back with the squad. Did you have any symptoms? Nah, man, which was only thing I had was I won't. I guess it was a symptom, but just my throat was sore. You know, and it wasn't like a, a bad, bad sore to where I couldn't swallow. It was just like yep. a, a little raspy, you know, a little, a little sore, you know, um, when it came to, you know, swallowing or, you know, trying to drink anything. So all yep. I did was literally, you know, just uh, drunk some tea for the most mm -hmm. part. It kind of soothed the throat for the most part. But everything came back around, didn't have no... Uh, you know, I didn't lose my smell, didn't lose my taste, my appetite. Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't fatigued. I felt normal. You know, yeah. so that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. And for our listeners and viewers, don't forget we're recording this on Monday. So by the time you actually hear this, hopefully we've heard some good news regarding Pat yeah. P and being able to to participate against the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday Night Football National Stage at home. Yep. At the crib, back at the crib, baby. So it should be a big game. But before we get to Pittsburgh, let's hit the Lions recap. Unfortunately, it was another sad love song for the Minnesota Vikings. Tony Braxton, it's another sad love song rocking my thing. That's how I felt. Boy, I tell you this, but boy, the highs and the lows, boy, the ebbs and flows of football. <sighs> Crazy. Vikings lose 29-27. The Lions, that was their first victory of the season. Actually, that was their first victory of the year. And in 365 days. In a year, damn near. <laughs> yes, yes. Jared Goff won his first game away from Sean McVay. He was 0-16-1 entering Sunday's game. Nine of 12 Viking games have come down to the final play. Vikings are 3-6 in those games. Bright note, Justin Jefferson stepped up big time for the injured Adam Thielen. Uh, 11 receptions, a career-high 189 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Pat P., you're on the, no, you weren't on the sideline. My bad. You were actually at home. I was on the what, couch. What was it like watching your teammates go to battle and you actually at home the very first time, you know, just kind of not being not with your Viking teammates on the sideline at home? Oh, man, it was it was weird. But at the same time, I, I felt like a – I felt like a fan at the same time watching it on the couch, but I actually know what's going on, like know the calls that's being called, you know, knowing where certain players are supposed to be in a certain predicament. So it was a, it was a weird, a weird, um, you know, Sunday for me uh, uh, this past Sunday, watching the guys go out there for battle. Um, you know, I, I was just, I was all over the place. You know what I mean? I, I told my wife, actually, I heard her crazy enough. I said, now I see how you feel. <laughs> you know, yeah. watching the game because, like, it was like you said, it was like I was on my on the edge of the seat. You know, the entire game, especially <laughs> yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, and we went, when we went down, you know, early in the game, I you know I knew we would call back in the game um, at some point. You know, because we that's just how we're built. We're, we're a very resilient team. Now we just have to learn how to finish games. You know, yeah. that's what's coming. Yes. Out. We're just finishing games. 
you know, um, but, you know, the game was it was it was a very exciting game for me to be on the, uh, on the couch to watch as a fan slash player. Um, but um, definitely uh, it was a lot, a lot of energy in my house for sure, especially when we finally took the lead mm-hmm. um, uh, in that game. But, you know, to, to watch that 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 two minute drive uh, that Detroit put together to win the game, it was it was. It was tough to watch, you know. It was I tough because it was some plays out there that could have been made um, to seal the game. It was a couple things, couple scenarios that we could have, you know, kept the clock running, and made it a little easier, a little bit harder for them. But you know, <clears throat> all we can do is just, you know, coach up those points at this point, you know, and, and yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully when that if that moment comes presents itself again, because that's been a story of our year all mm-hmm. year, you know, winning or losing by possession, you know, yeah. so. We have to find a way to to nip this in the bud and moving forward because, like I talked about in week seven, you know we don't have much time left. You know if we want to if we want to be what we want to be at the end of the year, you know it's time to you know cut out the foolishness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? By you know if it's if it's you know spending extra time you know studying a, a team's two minute or spending extra time finding out what teams like to do in the red zone because. You know, those are, you know, the positions of the field and the times of the games that we're losing. You know, we're not, you know, statistically, we're not a very good two-minute defensive team. You know, in the red zone, you know, we give up too many points in the red zone. You know, those are things that that is not a recipe for winning football. But oddly enough, we are still in the hunt. We are still in the playoff hunt. Bull is still right there for us, but we have to – buckle down and get these mistakes cleaned up. No question. No question. Watching from home, what kind of watcher are you? Do you have the volume up? Or are you watching in silence? Or how, how oh, I, watch, that I, I watch a silent Matt. You do? <laughs> yeah. I got to watch it quiet. I, I got to watch it quiet, man. And why is that? Because, and there's no, no, no offense to the commentators. Mm-hmm. I don't like to hear him talk. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like to hear him talk during the game. Especially with me being a player, being a player, because sometimes they be saying some outrageous stuff. Man, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. No question. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh, man, I don't even want to get myself worked up over this right now. So I just always watch it on mute or I yeah. put a little music on in the background or something like that. Yeah, I always yeah. watch it on mute. Yeah. Well, take us through the final play, the game-winning touchdown reception uh, by the Detroit Lions, uh, yeah. passed by Jared Goff. Uh, Easy pitching, pitch and catch. What what did you see from where you were sitting? From where I was sitting, and, and did you like? Did you know what the call was based on your? Well, yeah, I knew. I knew exactly what the call was. Yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, that's that was the 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 best part about it. You know, watching it from the couch. Like I knew every pretty much every call that we were in, and in that particular call, um, I love the call because you know it puts you in position to protect you know the goal line and the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I just felt, you know, I, and man, Cam, we talked about this. You know, he texted me right after the game. He said, you know, you know, big bro, what I do wrong? I was like, first of all, you was too deep in the end zone. You know, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, we talk, I, we talk about this all the time in the red zone. They cannot beat you deep. Mm-hmm. They cannot throw the ball over your head in the red zone. Yeah. So stand your ground and make him take you in the end zone because – you can be you can be over the goal line by this much. Get what that, guess what it's gonna be? A touchdown. 
So you have to defend the goal line. You can't defend the end zone. You got to defend the goal line. Mm-hmm. Every inch of that goal line, that's what you got to defend. And I just told him, I, th- I just thought you were just a little bit too deep in the end zone, you know, staying ground, forcing to run you through. But that's easy for, you know, me to say or a fan to say, you know, yep. versus when you're out there in the fight in the moment, you know. Yep. But that's why I try to tell, you know, not only Cam, but Breland, um, Chris, uh, you know, uh, Ty Smith. That's why practice matters. Yeah. Practice how you want to play in the game. Practice the habits that you want to carry over to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Practice those habits now because when you get in the game, it's like your body going to fall in that, into that position. Okay. It's not nothing you have to think about. It's just, all right, boom, I did this three weeks. I, I did this three days in a row in practice. So mm-hmm. now that's like muscle memory. Boom. It's repetition. I'm in, I'm in position now. No question. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, that goes back to guys when they ask me all the time. Like, bro, how you never take a false step at the line of scrimmage? Because I've done it so much, it's, it's I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to just get in position, and now I'm ready to rock because I've done it so much. I practice it so much, and I have a self-conscious over that particular technique to where it's second nature now. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're in practice. You plan a game on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Because you never know what player is going to come up that you practice going to come up in the game. That's why you want to be sharp in practice to where in the game it's going to be second nature. No question. So, and Cam knows this. It's just something we 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 harp about all the time. Know where you are in the red zone. Know what they can and can't do in the red zone. They cannot throw the ball over your head in the red zone. So all you have to do is defend the goal line. Yeah. Is this season savageable? Um, you, yeah. know, you still have a lot of football left to be played. Yeah. You talked about still being in the playoff hunt. Uh, what you, yeah. what do you guys need to do? Yeah, we first of all we have to we have to we have to win our games, win the game that's on our schedule. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you and you look at the the teams that's ahead of us. You got Washington, and I, it was Washington and dang, who was the other team? Maybe Philly, if I'm not mistaken. Philly is still in the hunt. Uh, San Francisco is still in the wild card who, spot. So who's in the wild? Is, oh, all right. So it's San, it's San Fran, the Rams, and Washington. All right, cool. So now you got, you know, all of us now is going to get into the the meat of our division games. You know, most of these games are going to be division games. So we got we got we got Chicago twice, and we got Green Bay once. So that's three games out of the five that we have division games. Every yeah. team like that in the in the NFL remaining schedules. Nine times out of ten is going to be that. No question. Yep. So we have to, you know, I won't necessarily say we have an easy, an easier way because every game in this league is hard. It's hard to win. Just showed it, you know, uh, Sunday. Lions was 0-10-1 and, and 1 and came mm-hmm. out on top of this game. So, you know, this time of the season, all we have to do and all we have to worry about <clears throat> is winning the games that we have on our schedule. You know, obviously we need some help, but we can't. We can't worry about that. You know, all we have to do is worry about the food that's on our plate. No question. Eat it. You know what I mean? So, I love it. I love that. Yeah. And so, and, and just hopefully, and hope, you know, everything else just take care of itself. But at the end of the day, we dug ourselves in this hole. It, you know, if you if you look at the games that we lost, yes, yeah, a lot of should have, could have, would have. But, you know, if we were able to do what we were supposed to do execution-wise, yeah. we can easily be sitting here saying we could be 9-3. and three. I agree. 84, whatever the case may be. But we're not. 
But that's why we have to look ourselves, every every man that's on his roster, look ourselves in this mirror, ask ourselves how bad do we want it? Because it's still mm-hmm. right there for us. Yeah. How can this team overcome so many injuries, though? That's another yeah. thing you guys have been hit with. It's not just about not being able to finish. Yeah. But the injuries. Adam Thielen went down. Uh, high ankle sprain. Uh, his status is not known as for Thursday. Davin Cook may not play. Christian Darrisaw, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendrick. So many significant key pieces have missed ball games. You've missed games as well uh, yourself. But how can you overcome some of the things that you've been dealing with that not that's not on the field related? Man, you know, Mac, that's why I feel like it was so important to me because I've been in this league for 11 years. And like I always talk about, injuries going to occur. Your backup guys have to be ready to roll yeah. at some point. You know, and I'm in this, I'm, you know, I've been for over the last six, five years, you know, the league is getting younger. You know, you got you got guys that's coming from college that be that that wants to play right now, but don't really understand that they're not ready to play right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at the same time, you have to be obviously you have to be patient if your time is not now, but also mm-hmm. diligent enough. To, to to continue to get yourself prepared for when your time do come, you shine. Take advantage. And now you're making a hard decision on the decision maker. No question. That's the only thing that you can control. You know what I mean? So that's why I made a point of emphasis of making sure I did everything that I possibly can do to make sure that the guys behind me will be, or, you know, backups in general, is going to be more than ready when that time is called because – you can ask every every backup on this team what I told them once the season starts. I said, I know you not, might not be a starter now, but at some point, you're gonna be. Trust me, we are gonna need you. We need every every man that made that roster, they're gonna have a hand in that pile at some no point. Question. No you question. just have to believe it and stay patient and stay true to your your regimen or your routine to where when your time comes, now you're ready to shine. No question. No question. And uh, that's the thing, you know, be ready, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? Mentally and physically. And other news that's not injury related, but, you know, defensive end Everson Griffin, you know, came out on social media Friday night, this past Friday night and announced that he's bipolar, said he wants to be an advocate for mental health following an incident that happened last week in which he called police to his home and then refused to leave. Uh, this is what he's po- uh, posted on Instagram. It's true. I am bipolar. I will embrace it. I will be an advocate for mental health. I've been running from it for a long time. I'm not ashamed of it anymore. It all started when my mother passed away, went to a dark place, thought I was great for many years. I promise this time I will do everything the experts say and my wife. I love my family. I miss my friends. Thank you for all the love and support. But most of all, thank you for all your prayers. You know, now that's another situation you're dealing with with another key contributor, not potentially in the lineup. You know, talk about the support you guys have for Everson as he go through, uh, go go through these uh, mental hurdles that he's dealing with. You know, man, you know, it's sad to see, you know, Everson go through the situation, but, you know, happy that, you know, that he's a, you know, I won't necessarily say, you know, take responsibility, but acknowledging, you know, the illness that he do have. Uh-huh. Know? And I feel like the team has been behind him since I've, you know, I've only been, you know, a Viking for, what, since April. So what is that, yeah. what, six, seven months? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, they love Everson around here. You yeah. know, Everson, it's the second stint with the team. Yeah, 
they love Everson around just as, you know, the the energy he brings to the building, his personality. You know, uh, he's just a, a great guy to be around. And and like I said, he's one of us. And, you know, we we have Everson back. And what people don't know when 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 someone is bipolar, they literally have no control of that, you know, mm-hmm. of that other side of them. So, you know, now that, you know, Everson understands, you know, what he means to his family, the the severity of, you know, the situation that happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you know, he's very, very loved and he, and he and he knows and appreciate that. Now he just wants to to make sure that, you know, his mind and body is in the right place and having good people around him as well to make sure that, you know, he's able to live his best life and, and, and be in the best mood at all times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that he's able to embrace it, like you said, because when you acknowledge you have a problem, you're able to go ahead and try to resolve that problem. So that's something that he's doing. So uh, we wish Everson and his family nothing but the best. And hopefully he gets back to, uh, you know, being with his teammates as well. In other news, and I know this happened over a week ago, so many fans of our show, Pat P, was, you know, hitting us up on YouTube, sending us messages. They wanted to know. What they wanted to know, man. What what all what, all what happened? What happened? You know, you you go about your business on the football field quietly, you know what I mean? Usually not heard, but you felt, but you got into a little spat, a little squad <laughs> with Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, second year wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers. Like I said, this happened two weeks ago, but people <laughs> wanted to know what got you to the point of a whole tussling match with Brandon Ayuk. Oh man. Oh, man, it's funny you brought that back up. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, yeah. What happened? Yeah, you got a little tussle. I don't oh, know what know, led to it. I know I know what happened. I think what led to it was, because I watched the game about, about three times. I think because they got a big play, and he was trying to block me, and I shedded the block mm-hmm. or whatever. So I kind of like, you know, I won't, I didn't throw him out the club or whatever, but I shedded the block, got him up off about, you know, wherever he was. But the ball was like behind me. Yeah. So I'm walking back towards my huddle and he like, he bumped me. I'm like, yo, what you got going on? Oh, the play over, he still bumped. Yeah, so he bumped me. So I'm like, damn, all right. Okay, all right, that's, that's what it's gonna be. So they ran the ball the next play and he came and blocked me again. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm getting off the block. Now he's trying to snatch my helmet off. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, you know, no, nah, young fella, we ain't doing that. Like, yeah. no, nah, we ain't doing that. So one thing led to another. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hey, know. How his, I don't know how his helmet came off, but I just know his helmet was off. And yeah, <laughs> that was San, the San Francisco media, media, 49ers media. They was like, oh, Brandon Ayuk body slam Pat Peterson. And I looked at the guy, body, body slam. What? At the first, and, and that should have been a holding out of the get gate. No question. It was Should've a run flat, and you can't block like that. That's no. That's no. That's no. Block. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that that makes this this social media or this whatever you want to call this so funny. Is that a football play? Was that no, a, football? Not a football play? No. But to them, oh, that's all glamorous. That that's almost like the Jamar Chase play, where he uh, where they threw the ball somewhere else. Yeah, he made a little a great cut or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, tell me consistent. What are we celebrating here? Yeah, it didn't even count. 
Exactly. But anyway, for him to for them to say he body slammed. Oh, then another one that got me too when they said Debo Sam Samuels pancaked me when I clearly uh-huh. tripped over his foot. First play of the yeah. game. Uh-huh. But he pancaked me. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're gonna see what they want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's exactly why when you at home watching football, you don't have the that's volume. Watch, yeah, that's why that's why I watch it on mute. Yeah, you watch it, that's exactly why you watch it on mute. You watch it on mute. Oh, hey, but, you know, pancake. This man yeah. clearly. <laughs> and, and when you look at the block, it didn't, he didn't even push me. Yeah, I just yeah. literally fell back and rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. That's no the job that I have. And I, I ain't complaining about it. No doubt. No doubt. As now, so now let's transition to this game. You have a short week, Thursday night football, national televised game against my Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. For you, Pat P, you basically had an off week because you didn't play <laughs> this past Sunday, right? So you had an off week. So I was going to ask you, you know, how do you transition to go, getting ready for a short week? But you didn't really have a short week. <laughs> but talk about the, the difference in game prep when you're playing on Thursday night compared to playing on Sunday. Well, it's different. It's definitely different from a, a, a normal week because everything is kind of, you kind of crunching two days into one. And, you know, um, you typically, you know, have a have that have that Monday to, uh, to let your body rest. But now nah, we back in the meeting rooms. We back yep. on the field. Got to get a workout in. It's a long. It's a, it's it's long days, you know. And uh, especially for you know, not not even for older guys. Any any player. It's I believe it's tough to get your body to play again, especially late in the season like it no is question. now. Yeah, to play four days later than. Then a game you just uh, four days pri- playing four days prior to the previous game. Mm-hmm. I just think that's bizarre. But at the end of the day, you know it's it's a money business, and they got to get football on TV. You know, yep. so um, but like I said, it's 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 definitely a tough, difficult week um, to prepare for, and um, it, it, it's mental more than anything because you physically can't get your. I mean, you physically can get your body prepare for the game, but it's not going to be that the, the normal looks that you normally get on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday. You know, these practices now are typically, you know, walk through a lot more film, a lot more meetings, you know, like I said, a lot more mental uh, than physical more than anything. And this is something I didn't know. You're 0-3 in your career versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. You only played against Big Ben one time in your career. What are your thoughts on facing him probably for the last time? Oh, man, it's going to be an honor. Um, to play against Big Ben, the two times I didn't play against him, I think uh, Mike Vick was a quarterback one year. Uh, I'm trying to think who. Oh, I think uh, who Doug was the guy? Now, who was the guy who got hit by um, Mason Rudolph? Now it wasn't Rudolph. He was number. He was number two. He was a short quarterback. I can't remember his name. He was small. Could have been Doug Hodges. It could have been. I just know he was short because. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah, he was a, he was a small quarterback. I remember that for sure. Uh, they, we played him in Arizona uh, the last time, and yeah, I'm all through against Pittsburgh, man. I don't know. That's the Pittsburgh, and the I want to say it might be the Dolphins are the only two teams I haven't won. Oh, in Arizona now, obviously, because I was playing against them. Yeah, are the only, only teams you've not you haven't beaten. Yep, only three teams I haven't beaten. Oh, well, you got time to you got time to change that narrative. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how do you play Brady, man? I want to be, I want to, I want to have a win against every team. I mean, when you do that, that's big time. Every team is 32 teams. Well, outside of the team you're playing against, it's 31 teams that you can get that victory against. So yep. 
Yeah, you got time to change that. You know what? How do you plan to uh, you know defend the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, offensively, they've been a bit stagnant from time to time, but kind of woke up against the Baltimore Ravens, especially in the fourth fourth quarter, second mm-hmm. half of that ball game. Yeah, I watched uh, that. Ben, that, was, that was a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, they got you know no Juju Smith Schuster, but you got Clay Chapel, uh, Deontay Johnson, a uh, smooth route runner, Dwayne uh, James Washington, yeah. uh, and uh, Pat Farmer. Penn State yep. guy really emerged to be a big time playmaker for them in the red zone. How do you plan on defending those pass catchers? Um, you know they got they got a good crop of uh, pass catchers, like you uh, like you said. You know, you know, the thing for us is going to have to be point of emphasis is stopping the run. You know, mm-hmm. you know the, they got they got a very very skilled running back who reminds me a lot of a, a young um, Bell. Le'Veon, yeah, the way he's able to, to lower his his pad level. His vision, his jump cuts, um, his patience. You know, he's a very, very talented runner. So we got the we're gonna have our hands full on the ground as well because you know Pittsburgh. You know, although they, you know, although they do have Big Ben in the in a, a Hall of Fame uh, 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 quarterback, but they want to play smash about football. <laughs> you know what I mean? That ain't no ain't no if and buts about that. So we know we're gonna have to have our big boy pass on. And we have to we have to make it rough for Ben, you know, get to his feet, you know, um, you know, because we know, you know, it's not a bad thing, but you know, he's an older quarterback. He's not as mobile as he once was before. No so question. Yeah, as elusive as he once was in the pocket. So we have to make sure uh, that we corral the pocket, you know, uh, make make those, uh, uh, you know, get around his feet, make him, uh, make him, uh, make make those feet happy in the pocket, make him uh, make ill-advised throws. Um, and make sure we capitalize on those throws because obviously we know Ben is a gunslinger. He's, he trusts his arm. You know, he's going to put the ball in tight windows, but we have to make plays when those plays presents itself. So uh, we have our hands full. We know their defense is going to play stout, you know, getting some of their key players back with uh, with Hayward and uh, uh, Minka back on, in the secondary. I don't know the, update, I don't know the status uh, about Joe. I know he had a, a foot injury. Mm-hmm. But these guys are going to play, you know. Yeah. No, and they, I, they, they're chasing the playoff spot just like yeah, you guys exactly. are. And the thing I, I always, you know, when I watch, you know, Pittsburgh on TV, you know, it's crazy when I was watching the game because uh, I watched them when they played the Chargers. And me and my wife were watching the game, and it was down like 17 in the fourth quarter. I said, trust me, this game is not over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers are just like the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> the old Seattle Seahawks. They don't yeah. know what they're doing right now. But they are never <laughs> – out of a game, I, they, I mean, I, you know, it goes to show that those guys are well coached, and those guys are, uh, definitely continue to fight um, for every second that's left on that clock. Yeah, but now it's prediction time. Uh, it's a tough prediction for me. Last few weeks I've been picking. <laughs> hey, last few few weeks I've been picking another team. Uh, <laughs> what you gonna do this week, Matt? God, you gonna go back with us? <laughs> no, I ain't going back. At least when I pick the other team, you make it you make it real, real close, right? I'm, so you know what I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this one right here. All right. And if you don't understand the premise of me going against Pat Pete's because every time I pick the Vikings, they they just lay down. So at least hey, I, I give got, life. I got a good number for you too. You got I'm gonna see what you're gonna say first. I'm gonna see what we're right. thinking the same. So, so check this out. This is the Thursday night game at home. Y'all play good football at home though. Defense, yeah. y'all fly around at home. Yeah, I fly right home. The Pittsburgh Steelers win 21-23. That's close enough. I was thinking, I was thinking more like 16-12. 16-12? I mean, heck. First <laughs> game that hit the under. So let's see. 
21 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Pat P fans be telling me, hey, don't pick the Vikings ever again. So that's what they've been telling me. So 21-23 Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night football. Let's see. The fans have spoken. The fans spoken. Say, man, keep picking the other the other team. That's what they keep telling. Me. Look, we've all been to the grocery store, bought some meat, went home, and wasn't happy with the quality of it. I know that has happened to me many a times. Quality matters when it comes to the meat that is the centerpiece for your holiday meals. Get this. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. So no more searching the store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. I told everyone that I made some chili recently. Ooh, it was so mm -mm good. Well, now I'm back to making tacos. And in my house, it's not just one type of meat. I'm able to use chicken, beef, fish from all sorts of taco options. The family loves it. I love it. And it's great because every month, ButcherBox sends selection of high quality meat right to your home. Each box contains eight to 14 pounds of meat. Depending on the box of your choice, that's enough for 24 individual meals. This holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members one pack of bacon free in every box, plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. Just go to butcherbox.com slash all things covered to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash all things covered. All right. This segment of our show, it usually consists of NFL news, but there was so much going on that wasn't just NFL related. We could just tap into the World News Report, I guess. I think that should be the name of it. The World News Report coming from all World things covered. News. Big news coming from Baton Rouge. LSU stole Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. That's what y'all did. Y'all stole him. Tampering. Got a new head football coach. Are you aware of that, Pat P? I am. It looked like you looked like that was news to you. No, nah, it wasn't news to me. I actually just read that they fired Tommy Moffitt. Who was that? That's the that's the uh strength coach. The strength coach, the coach you love. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was there for a long time too, right? Yeah, he's there since 2000. Wow, he's gone. So Kelly bringing in his own strength coach. 10 Don't years, like 10 years, 95. Yeah, you got to keep the guy. First of all, hold on. I'm going to go back real quick. Mm -hmm. Got to keep the guy that's getting the guys in shape to go perform. And I tell you what, that ain't nobody better than that Tommy Moffitt, yo. Yeah. I'm telling you, ain't nobody better than that Tommy Moffitt far as far as uh, stamina, far as power, far as strength, mm -hmm. far as a dog mentality. Cause yeah. you know, it starts with them strength coaches. Yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah when, you were at, when you were there at LSU, you yeah. had a pit bull neck now. You had a pit I'm bull telling neck. you, it starts with them strength coaches. That's the first person, that's the first, that's the first guy you gonna be with. Yeah, you gonna be with him more than your coaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, that, that time Moff, man, he he was a special guy, man. I'm getting chills talking about him. He he was yeah. So you you so basically you you weren't in agreement with him firing Moffitt. Nah. Mm -hmm. he, I mean, when when you give a guy ten year ninety five million with incentives, he has a lot of power. Boy, but at the same time, you got you got to look at this as well. Who's Tommy Moffitt been with as his coaches? Jim, uh, 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 Nick Saban. Been with Butch. He was with Nick. He was with Les. Ogeron. They all kept him. Hello. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. 
Kelly didn't. Hey, speaking of Brian Kelly, did you see his intro at the basketball game when he just like like he had a southern a southern accent? I mean, just starting off on the wrong foot. Just starting off on the wrong foot, man. What are you doing? Like, we're not looking for nobody to come in here and try to be one of us. Like, be yourself. Come in there, bring some wins, and then you can like. Ed, that's 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 Ed. That, that's who Ed was. That that was his slang. Mm-hmm. You can't come in and, and try to. What, where is he from? Right? He's from like the, I, I don't know. I, I don't know Midwest. I, I'm not sure, but we know he doesn't. He don't talk exactly. like that. Don't so why, why would you be coming? In? Would you try to get a, a, a great first impression? Right, heck, they didn't get you 95. That's the yeah. The great first impression is going to be first of all beat Alabama. So that's going to be my that's going to be my great first impression. Yep. <laughs> and let's get to the. Oh, he's from Massachusetts, uh, Boston. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, I ain't heard not them, nobody Southern. from Boston. <laughs> talk like that. <laughs> then he said, you know, you guys are, he said something to the nature of, I you guys are che- cheering already, and I, I haven't won all of my games yet. Yeah, man. I, I didn't like when he's, so before hearing the Southern accent, and before him, before Kelly firing uh, Moffitt, were you a fan of the hire? <sighs> I won't necessarily say I'm disappointed in the hire. I think I, I do think it was a good hire. I do think it was a good hire, but I thought it was something out there better for us. I, I feel like it's something out there better for us, in a sense. I, I, I don't know who I don't know who it could who 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 it could have been, mm-hmm. but I think it was something out there better for us. Uh, you know, I just think now they're going off. Obviously, they, I believe he's the second winningest coach in, you know, behind Nick Saban as far as current coaches in the NCAA. I think he'd been to the the, the college playoff three or the two or two yeah. or three of the, the four last uh, uh, college playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, and he gets 10 wins a year in, in Notre Dame and Notre Dame do get talent in there, you yeah. know, each and every year. And he, 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 he does a great job of, you know, recruiting, recruiting guys to Notre Dame, which I know is hard. So, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, easier for him to get, better talent now mm-hmm. um but you know i i, I really I, I know it was tough i really wanted jimbo i wanted mm. jimbo to come back when I, I knew that was going to be tough for us you know i like the jimbo uh, uh i know i know mike would have never left uh uh pittsburgh but you know i would love mike tomlin the, 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 the coach the boys uh-huh. um I mean, it was a lot of coaches out, out there. I saw uh, um, Lincoln. I thought he would have been a, a good change um, for us, bringing a, a, a different offensive uh, style of football um, to LSU that we haven't seen, you know, since, you know, Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what uh, before that, because we really never really had like that flashy type offense. It was typical, like a proto prototype, uh, prototypical style offense, you know, running the ball and, you know, kind of lining up in 11 personnel, passing the ball around the field that way. But yeah. I would have loved to see um, a change of uh, on the offensive side of the ball as far as making being more uh, appealing, being, mm-hmm. being more flashy, you know, going outside of the box versus yeah. just being so um, ordinary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would have definitely liked to see, uh, I would have loved to see that. But you know, the higher is the higher now. You know, you know, I'm not saying that Chip is not a credible coach because yeah. he is. You know, I just thought Brian, you said Brian. I mean, uh, uh, not Chip, but I know they're brothers. Brian um is a credible coach, but um I just thought 
you know, we could we could have got some a little bit more flashy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna see how it all play we're out. Gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna see. And SEC is different though. It you, is. You don't win the games you're supposed to win. That heat gonna get on you. Mm. So, so, so we definitely gonna see. In other news, uh, Pat P loves fashion. I love fashion my myself. Virgil Abloh passed away last week. Uh, very very influential in the fashion world. Off white Louis Vuitton. An interview over the summer, Pat P said he would love to have Virgil uh, as one of his dream guests on our podcast. And unfortunately we weren't able to make that happen. But Pat P, I know you're a big fan of things that Virgil has been able to do off-white related, Louis, Louis Vuitton related. Uh, what made him so influential? Oh man, just how unique he was, how different he was. He was just, he, I, I believe he brought a, 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 a different flair to fashion. You know, mm-hmm. far as it started with the off-white shoes. Yeah. You know, when you see the off-white shoes, what they're known for? The tab that's on that, the shoes. No question. You know what I mean? And you know, I just always thought that was different. I always thought that was just something just to set his his product apart from everybody else's. And just how colorful it was, how mm-hmm. just you know, just just the thought process behind the material that he uses. You know, it's just not like I, I have this uh this one trench coat is like one of my favorites. Uh, I have I have a couple here that I'm gonna show you. But I have this blue one I wore. I wore it last year against Seattle. Mm-hmm. It has like this wool on it, and it has a little bit of suede on it. It has like all these different fabrics on the. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you, Max, so we can put it on the show. Yeah. But uh, it has all these different fabrics on it to where it's just it's just different. And every time I wear that jacket, somebody just compliment me every single time. Like, where the hell did you get that from? Uh-huh. I mean, and that and those are the type of reactions that his pieces bring. You know, just like this. Okay, what you got for us? So just like the different things that he's able to just create. Just and like, that's Bluetooth. That's Bluetooth connected. Bluetooth, but just how how vintage it look. It, it don't look like a, a a speaker. You know no, what I mean? It, it lights up, and you know it got a great sound to it. Uh huh. Um, you know, like I said, just. I mean, I got a whole bunch of his stuff, man. I got this jacket, this cool cool uh-huh. piece. I, I ain't even wore it yet. That's man. fresh off the tag. Fresh off, fresh off the rack. Just got question. You got the tag on it still. So that's that was a part of his uh, winter collection. This is probably my most prized possession because I think this is one day this is gonna be worth a lot of money, man. What you got? I haven't wore this. This one got the tag on it still too. Yeah. So he just he just designed this uh month uh this trench Louis V trench coat with the that's uh, move right there monogram Louis V logos mm-hmm. all over it. Um, yeah, it's a nice little trench right there. Um, I got a bunch of trench now that I'm in Minnesota, so gotta stay. Oh, yeah. You got the you got to layer up out there. Yeah, man. Uh, I got so he came out with this this new line of lots of the uh-huh. dunk. Yep. So I have thirty. So it's fifty lots. That's what the shoes are called lots. Yeah. I have thirty seven of the fifty lots. This is lot in different one. colors in different colors. So that's lot one. Uh huh. This is lot two. Yep. Uh, lot thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lot seven. Then we got lot. Uh, what lot is this? Oh, these are the only black ones. A lot of people. Oh, this lot fifty. Oh, them smooth. Fifty. Right <laughs> them smooth. The cool thing right about there. it too, it tell you the lot of the lot. 
So it's, mm-hmm. this is lot 50 of 50. Man. Uh, another white, pair. The white shoelaces? Uh, yeah, white white shoelaces. But these, these are a pair of shoes that I am never going to wear. The twos. Yeah, the twos. I got both colorways. Just came out. Just came out. I got the, the white colorway. Uh-huh. And I got the black colorway in my um in my closet. So, but these would never and that's be- a, that's the signature. No, this is actually Michael Jordan signature. That's Jordan's signature. Oh, that's, that's Jordan. Oh, yeah. So these sneakers right here would never be worn. But yeah, man, I got a I got a bunch of stuff of Virgil. This is just literally just a small sample because I have no stuff in storage. I have literally all the all the Van Lowe's uh, off whites. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones he's kind of started with. So oh, yeah, those are like the originators. Yeah, have a matter of fact, I got off white on right now. I got my off white yeah. um um uh, sweater on. You know, just just different like like just stuff like well, it's just things like this that I, that I just love about you know his makes it different. And yeah, so this is like his tag. Yep, and it's, it's always in it's always in the uh, always in the back in the back. Yeah. So I I just think like just stuff like that. Like I love unique stuff. I love people. Mm-hmm. Thinking outside the box, you know, I love. And one love, one thing with it being so, you know, original is you know when it's an off white piece because, right. like you said, with the tag, the tags <laughs> you know. on the on the sneakers, you had the right. tags in the luggage and the book bags, all that. You know, off white piece, no question. You know, off white piece, and you know, just just the colorways, just everything that came with it. It was just, it was just super, super dope, man. And yeah. it's sad to see a designer legend. Um, leave us so soon. Early, early, early in his career, just starting to hit his his peak prime years too. Literally just starting. <laughs> yeah, no question. But un- unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, we send out his our condolences to his family and the Louis V family as well. Every week, you know what time it is. It's time to dish out some awards. All things covered awards. We're dishing out two awards weekly for those that live up to our show name and have all things covered. The first award goes to a guy you will see Thursday night, Pat P. T.J. Watt. Against the Baltimore Ravens, a game that you said you watched. Three Mm -hmm. and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, Mm -hmm. one forced fumble. But get this, T.J. leads the NFL in sacks. I think he has 16 and a half, and he's missed two ball games. Mm -hmm. And this past week, he didn't practice at all because he was on the COVID list. And eventually got cleared before game day on Sunday and came and gave them three and a half sacks. Mm. Mm. He's a professional sack guy. Yeah. A sacker. He's a professional sacker. And wow. also, Defensive Player of the Year award. He kind of got snubbed last year. If he's healthy, he won't get snubbed. He's the odds favorite right now, plus 200. Uh, Miles Garrett is plus 250. Trayvon Diggs is plus 550. Matt Judon plus fourteen hundred and Aaron Donald is plus fourteen hundred as well. But the way TJ has been balling, I don't see him getting snubbed this year. Nah. Offensively, boy, the oldest quarterback in the National Football League, and no, oh, by the way, he's the best quarterback currently. Tom Brady. Tom Brady against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Atlanta Falcons for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thirty-eight of fifty-one, three hundred and sixty-eight yards, four touchdowns, one interception. It was his 39th career game with four plus touchdowns extends his NFL record, now has 34 pass, pass touchdowns this season, which leads the NFL. Brady is on pace for 48 pass touchdowns, which would be the, his most since 2007 when the pass went 16-0 in the regular season and second most ever. Tom Brady versus the Falcons, never bet against Tom Brady. He's 10-0. He's averaged over 330 yards, 
He's at, he has 28 touchdowns and four interceptions against the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Beast, beast, beast. Oh, by the way, don't forget, as you watch the show right now, we got some merchandise out. Go get your All Things Covered merch. It's you, now man. available. CBS Sports Store. You can get your ATC hats, hoodies, tanks, water bottles, mugs, and more. Just visit store.cbssports.com. The link will also be in the episode description. Get that holiday shopping done right now. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.